Hey, my fellow healers, welcome to the Compassion Heals podcast. I'm your host, Patient Lee Tomlinson, and I am truly delighted to have you here. I'm the founder of the Compassion Heals movement, whose purpose it is to return the rapidly disappearing, scientifically proven, immense power of kindness and compassion to improve the lives and health of you, me, and the world at a time when we've never needed it more. Compassion has been defined as a willingness to feel someone's pain and be moved to do something to relieve that pain. Something that we are actually all genetically designed to do. Sadly, this immensely powerful tool we are born with is rapidly disappearing in healthcare and the world today. Imagine this. Nearly 50% of patients today say they receive zero compassion while being treated in a medical situation. And nearly 35% of people say compassion is not one of their core values. And those scary numbers have been rapidly declining for the past quarter century. We've got to change that to survive. That's the reason for this podcast, to reverse this rapid decline of compassion and inspire you to be more compassionate, to benefit your friends, your family, your colleagues, and the world. As an amazing philosopher once said, if you want to make somebody happy, be kind. If you want to be happy, be kind. Truer words were never said. It is that simple. Just not always easy. So let's get to it. Today, I'd like to share with you a couple of true stories about two people, one of whom didn't get any kindness and compassion when they needed the most. And another story about someone who absolutely did. Now, let me give you a little background. Thousands of years ago, a fellow named Hippocrates, who's now called the world's first doctor and the father of modern medicine, that's quite a title, said that people who want to relieve the pain and suffering have only three jobs. Here they are. Treat often, cure sometimes, and comfort always. Not most of the time, not just when you're in a good mood, not when your honey brings you home a present that uh, night before. No, always. So if you're a person who wants to relieve the pain and suffering of others for their benefit and yours, here's what he says you need to do all the time, which is comfort those people in pain. So what the heck is comfort? Number one, it's emotional support. Being there for them. Offer them your heart, your tears, your hope. It's to support them emotionally when they're scared, when they're frightened, when they're in pain. It's to give them strength and hope 
to be optimistic with them, no matter the circumstances, but to provide them with strength and hope. It's also in the worst of circumstances, consolation in times of loss. When they're in pain from that loss, you and your comfort can help relieve it. And encouragement in difficult times. Now, think about all the times you've been in a medical situation. Think about your physical pain and remember it. That's obvious. But my bet is you're also emotionally and spiritually challenged as well. And even when your friends and family are obviously not medical professionals, what they can offer you is comfort, emotional support, strength and hope, consolation in times of loss, and encouragement. And think back to those times when you've had that experience, when you've been in that hospital bed or in that doctor's office, and you've fortunately had either a physician or a family member or a friend offer you all four. How'd you feel? My guess, your pain was diminished mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And that is scientifically proven. So let's get to those two stories. The first one is a very simple tale about a fellow who was deeply depressed, had been for a very long time, and decided that the world would be a much better place if he wasn't in it. And so he wrote a suicide note in which he said, I'm going to walk to the bridge and I'm going to jump off and end my life. I just can't do this anymore unless one person smiles at me, acknowledges me on that walk. The next morning, they found his body floating in the bay. He had, in fact, walked to the bridge and nobody on that walk acknowledged him, smiled at him, nodded their head, made any recognition of his existence, which reinforced his belief that he had no value and literally was invisible in the world. Now, what would it have taken to walk past a stranger and give him the nod of your head, maybe a little smile, maybe a little touch of the hat? Would it have taken a second, two seconds? And literally that tiny act of kindness could have saved his life. That is the power of compassion when it is present and the catastrophic result when it's not. All right.
next story. So here's a picture of a five-year-old girl with her four-year-old brother who is undergoing cancer treatment and chemotherapy. Now, I've been through that. And I have to say, I had chemo for three months and I spent a ridiculous amount of time throwing up. I mean, it just makes you nauseous, or at least most people. It's horrible. I threw up for weeks and weeks and weeks. I used to carry around a barf bag just in case it happened at the wrong time while I was driving or doing something else. But it is a misery. It's exhausting. It's painful. I mean, I threw up so much. I, I threw up stuff I ate in the second grade. It was that bad. It is absolutely debilitating. Now, take a look at this picture. You see this dear little boy in that exact situation. Does that girl have the medical ability to eliminate his nausea? No. Are there pain meds she can give? No. Is there any sort of treatment she can give him to help cure him? No. But because she loves her brother so much, she decided that she would be there by his side with her hand on his back, lovingly helping him through it and giving him comfort. Do you think that young boy, that four-year-old dear heart, felt emotionally supported? Do you think he felt stronger? more hopeful? Do you think he felt less alone in this horrible, horrible battle? Do you think he felt consoled as he lost his health and his breakfast and his lunch? And perhaps most importantly, do you think he felt encouraged to continue that battle and to win it. I promise you, having been there much older and having had the love of people who put their hands on my back literally and figuratively, I can tell you he was absolutely comforted by that simple act. So think about this. There are people that you will encounter every single day that you don't know, you've never seen before, and probably will never see again. All of us feel a little lost. All of us feel alone. All of us would like to feel a little more connected to each other, 
to our family, to our friends, and to strangers. So as you go about your day, commit to doing one single kind act of paying attention to a stranger. Open the door for somebody. Let them enter that door before you do, even though you're in front. Give them a help with their bags from the grocery to the car. Or maybe, just maybe, as you pass them, look them in the eyes and smile. That is the definition of compassion. It's a choice. I hope you'll choose it today and be that kind, caring, compassionate person you were born to be. So that's it for today. Consolation and comfort for people in pain. Emotionally support them. Give them strength and hope. Consolation in times of loss and encouragement in difficult times. That's it. If you have any thoughts or comments, please, 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 please email me at Lee, L-E-E, at Lee, L-E-E, Tomlinson, T-O-M-L-I-N-S-O-N dot com. Let me know what you think. And if you've got any guests that have either given extraordinary acts of compassion or received it that you think would be a great guest on our show, be in touch. Let me know. Let's get them on, have them share their stories and their experiences. Now, go. Be brave. Give the gift of one simple, kind act today to a stranger. A gift from you to them, to yourself, and the world. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. This is Patient Lee. Bye-bye.